Welcome to the Arizona Pickleball League Podcast. Presented by Jigsaw Health. It's fun to feel good. Welcome to the Arizona Pickleball Lead Podcast. My name is Taylor, and alongside me is OSG. What a night it was. Many would say this is the biggest game here in the Orchard. What would you say? It was incredible. It was uh, a lot of high, high energy. We had balls flying everywhere with some young children over here. We just had to keep a close eye on everybody, make sure no one took an unacceptable ball to the to the forehead or something. Yeah, you were out there a couple times tonight. Not many chickens towards the end Mm -hmm. started to get thrown out there a little bit, but uh, yeah, I think everyone had a great time. What a show. It was a show. Big game atmosphere. And alongside me is our MVP, Kyle Kazuda. Congratulations. Thank you. How are you feeling? Um, Elated, uh, inspired, excited, grateful. There's a lot of things yeah. to be excited about. Yeah. You guys are undefeated. How does that feel? It feels really good. Uh, that was the best pickleball environment I've ever played in. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, this place was sold out. And there, there was a lot on the line, obviously, for for this match. Because my guess is Peoria um, is going to win their next match. I don't even know who they're playing. But, you know, I think they're probably the the second. Or, you know, them us, them and the Scorchers are probably the three best teams. In my experience so far, gosh, someone's going to clip this and probably get mad at me. Um, but so there was a lot on the line. So if we won, obviously we're going to get the one seed for the tournament. And if we lost, there was a good chance they were going to get the one seed. So it was a good win. And it was just fun. I love pickleball. It was entertaining to watch. And Thanks, I could guys. tell out there your love for pickleball. It shows. And let's talk about those three Ernies in the second quarter that you just pulled out. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember hitting three. I got to be honest. I remember one at the end. Um, I mean, anytime, anytime I see the person in front of me step back and like maybe be off, off balance a little bit or put their head down, I'm going for an Ernie, whether I get it or not, um, just to put pressure on them. And so, you know, it was, it just turned out that some of the balls got dinked down the line and I jumped and uh, Brenda's gotten me on like three foot faults the last couple of weeks, which has been really annoying. I mean, she's a great referee, but I, I hate when she calls that, so I was, I was just grateful that didn't happen. There was a lot of plays that were called back, and that one at the end, actually, they your calf might have been in the way a little bit, and I was alongside Cooper, and he was selling, telling me your agility coach was working <laughs> on your calf, so he admired those. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I much want to go into it, but I just started working out. Me and my buddy Zach did with a guy, um, and uh, he just happened to comment on my calves the other day. But, I mean, on that call, like, from... from uh, that's a tricky one in pickleball, and it happens. And it's like, honestly, it's a little bit part of the game when you are calling your own lines. It was a big moment. Mm-hmm. I hesitated, and I really did believe the ball was out. Um, and I hesitated on it. Craig had hit the ball, and I kind of went, uh, out, out, right? And it was weird for everybody, and obviously they were, they were really mad at me for that, um, which I get it. Like, you're like, what the heck? You, you waited, blah, blah, blah. You can go into it. And um, so I understand that. I, I really wish my calf wasn't in the way because I really wanted to know. Like, I, I'm, I'm never... I don't think anybody really is trying to make bad line calls. Like, I want to make good line calls. And then I wish, you know, I could have known if I made the right call or not. And now, because I have just massive calves, just in second place to pace Tioni, I'll never know. But, yeah, unfortunate that that play happened at the end. Unfortunate fluke. 
but you guys took the win in the end. Yeah, it was a t- it's tough to call that. You're running one way. It's a boom-boom play. The ginormous calf was in the way, so we couldn't really make the line call on it. But uh, yeah, it's not a bad problem to have. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. But I mean, I, I thought we uh, Craig played awesome. You know, one thing I thought Craig does this so well at the end um, is he and we both we talk we play together in tournaments a lot, so we talk about. But we just got balls back mm-hmm. even when we were quote like on defense, if you will. Like they were at the kitchen, we were at the baseline. And obviously, when that's when that's happening, the team at the kitchen is it has the advantage in the point. Right. And so we're at the back trying to figure out what's our opportunity to get back to the kitchen because most of the time we're not going to win the point back at the baseline. Mm-hmm. And so Craig, we, I mean, we've had hours of discussion on this, and so we 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 just sat back and like just reset a ball, reset a ball, reset a ball. That's our ball to go in. Or a couple times, Michael dropped, hit a drop shot. And so that was our opportunity to go in. And, and a couple times we got in that way. So um, super underrated. And shout out to Craig. Like he was, I mean, he chest pumped me like 17 times. Like my, my, my shoulders and chest are hurting from all the chest bumps. But yeah, Craig was great. And um, yeah, that was fun. I was going to mention about the chest bumps because I saw y'all going after it a lot. But yeah. you could really tell that strategy was coming through. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And I've been focusing a lot on, on breathing recently in, in China. I mean, that was like a, that's a very stressful environment and high, high pressure. So um, Craig would like fire me up. I get fired up for like five seconds. But then I was like, all right, just start breathing again and like set up for the next point. And um, that's why I've been, I've been trying to focus on that. And I feel like it really kept me calm. So yep. Craig like got me pumped like we're going on a roller coaster. Then I'm going to bring it back down before the next point starts. They say so. like breathing really calms you down. Going into this game, it was a high pressure game. So how were your emotions going into tonight? My emotions were calm. Um, I was just grateful to play. Like, this is so... I was on the drive here. I was thinking, it doesn't... Even if we lose, like, mm-hmm. this is the most amazing environment. We get to do this on a Tuesday in Phoenix. Um, all my friends who live in different areas are like, this is so cool. You guys get to do this. So I just don't want to take it uh, for granted. And, yeah, I just came in with, like, a, a attitude of gratitude, if you will. And... Um, and I just wanted to have fun. That was really my main thing. Because my, my first time playing, the very first time playing at the Orchard, I was so nervous. Right. For like, Patrick called me, like, hey, we're going to do this thing. And for like five days, I didn't even, I wasn't even excited. I'm going to be honest. I was like, this kind of freaks me out. But I told him I was excited for it. So, <laughs> excuse me. So the last few, more comfortable. It's good to play in these environments. Um, and just like, and having fun is one of the most important things. Definitely. It showed out there. And it's funny you say that. When I was told I was doing this, I was like sick to my stomach. I was like, oh my gosh. But if you were nervous, you wouldn't be human. So that's amazing that you were able to go out there and have fun because you played incredible. And that was probably because you're just going out there doing what you love. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I do want to give a shout out. So in game one, um, just Cimarron and Dana, in game one, it was Craig and Cimarron. um, And Cimarron wasn't playing her best at the beginning, and she, and she would, have said, would have said that. Um, and she came off, and like she's still about the team. She was like, hey, should we sub out Dana for me right now? And, and she like turned over to Craig, and Craig's like, no, you're in. You're staying in. And she's like, all right, all right, all right. And it was interesting because we right, went right back into the point um, out of the timeout, and I think we were down 12-2, and I think we brought it to 8-12. Mm-hmm. And I just want to celebrate Craig for the confidence and then Cimarron for the ability to turn it around. Um, in that game one, and she really and she really played well to finish out that game. Then Dana in the I'll just talk mix for a second. Like she's so fun to play with because she you can hit a bad ball and she'll bail you out, which is awesome. And then she also has such a good cross court roll dink. Um, I don't know how many Ernie's I had in, in the maybe two or three in, in the mix game, mm-hmm. but she's just like setting setting me up for that. And so like oftentimes you'll see like 
oh, he got the Ernie, but the fans won't see that it's because of Dana. So I'm always like, Dana, that was you. Like, you know that was you. And so both of them, it was a team effort, obviously. And, I mean, to get a, to get a win like this was really cool. Definitely yeah. a team effort, for sure. What was the conversation to start the fourth? Because you guys, it was a, actually a challenge at the very end yep. that you won mm-hmm. that gave one more point, but you're still down. We're down three. Yes. Yeah, we went in down three. On the, on the second serve. So what was the, did the strategy change or what was the conversation with Craig yeah. to start that? I think it was, it was, it was just play solid. And like, I just kept turning to Craig. He told me during mix and I kept telling him during men's, let's just play pickleball. Mm-hmm. And like, what did that mean for us? It meant we kind of, we know where we're at our best. And cause Craig and I have played a good amount together. We're at our best when we get to the kitchen, when we kind of we can grind some people down like we'll sit in dink rallies for three four five six seven eight balls and both of us feel confident um countering or speeding up so when going into that we just said like we just let's play our game let's not get caught up into something different just because say it's it's moving faster pace and then what happens i think i think they went up maybe five or six i missed a return i think it was up six at one point and then we went on a run and we just played our game and we like won points that weren't like anything crazy it was like maybe a misstink or it was a good drop or then it was a speed up or whatever but that was the strategy going in and i think shout out to craig because i think we we did that strategy the entire fourth quarter and i just kept reminding him he just kept reminding me let's play pickleball let's play pickleball let's play pickleball and for us like let's play pickleball means it's 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 25 hours of conversation that we have on the phone after we're done training of what that means and so it's just like that's the cue for us to be like yeah we know what that means and let's go do it so let's play pickleball yeah. i like it let's talk about that fourth quarter i went or yeah excuse me that fourth quarter when that huge rally happened and the crowd went crazy how fun was that moment i mean i lost my mind <laughs> i can't even i can't even tell you what happened leading up to the dive um but i was trying to I was trying to um, embody Elise Jones, who's a, mm-hmm. one of the top women's players who just t- tends to dive three, four, five times a match. I mean, she's all cut up. She played volleyball um, in, in college, and so she rolls out all the time. And so when I saw the ball going, and it's funny because me and Michael know each other really well. We played a bunch of tournaments right. together. And so I saw Michael. We've talked about this shot so many times, like the inside-out forehand. So I, I saw the ball, and I, I kind of saw him go inside-out forehand. And when I saw it, I just, like, started taking off. But I was out of position from the previous ball. And at that point, <laughs> excuse me, I'm getting choked up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> at, at, that, at that point, uh, I just I laid out. I can't even remember why or if I needed to, if it was unnecessary or not, but I laid out. And then I remember hitting the ground, and I have some cuts on my knees. And then I didn't know it went over, but I tried to push myself up as quick as I can. And I remember, like, simultaneously, I turned my head, and I saw the ball go over at the same time that the crowd was like, whoa. So I was like, all right, it must have gone over. And so I, like, I pushed myself back up. I got back on my feet. And the next thing is, <clears throat> excuse me, I, uh, I think I sprinted in. I think I ended up getting a neck cord to win it. It's my favorite way to win a point. And so then uh, that's how it went down. That was awesome. I lost my mind. I mean, wild. right right after it, I was like, I was I was telling everyone to jump up and down. I think I mean, we all lost our mind. I don't know. That was, was insane. insane. Wait, do we have a mark on the floor right there? Is there is there some? Well, is there scabs on there? Oh Ooh. gosh. I mean, that's we my. So we're we're kind of pointing to the, the court right now. It's my. Grip. Can you tape that off, DJ it's Pickle? My, Will you my, take that off for me, please? Yeah. I'll so, take a look at that later. So my grip, I looked back like a couple points later, and my grip actually like un, it got cut off. So I played like the rest of the match, I don't know, five more minutes with like no bottom part of my grip. So that was funny. Yeah, just hold that position for a little bit. 
you can't see DJ you can't Pickle. see, but DJ Pickle's blocking <laughs> off the area the of potential uh, scab skin area. Yeah. Dust, dust yes, dust for prints. Okay. Yeah, it's Kyle's prints. Confirmed. Kyle all over it. That was funny. Well, with 30 minutes, excuse me, with three minutes and 44 seconds on the clock in the fourth quarter, you guys pulled ahead. So talk to me about those last, like, two minutes or so. Yeah. One second. That's for Patrick doing his <laughs> job, getting all that stuff on okay. the court. Um, yeah, you know, when we, it's interesting in this format because when we were up, what was it? Was it we had five? Is that what you said? Or mm-hmm. a few? About, like, three. Three, three to five, yeah. So. When we got up, I was telling Craig, we don't, like, let's still play disciplined pickleball, but we actually don't need to take any unnecessary risks, meaning, like, we don't need to speed something up early in the point um, because it's about time at that point. And so you don't want to play to lose. You still want to play to win. And I think, actually, up three, I came down. I got kind of a sitter dead dink, and I sped it up, and Michael, I got him in the hip. Um, it was probably a little risky. Like, he, he could have definitely put that down my throat. I think I got away with one. And after that... I remember thinking, like, okay, I probably shouldn't have done that because going into the final two minutes, like, we could, we, and it was, I was very conscious of it at the end. Like, that's just me and me and Ryan were dinking, and I was like, I'll just, I'll dink with you all day right here. Right. I'm not going to speed it up unless it's something clear, because uh, obviously we want to run the time down. So that that was our mindset going in to the last two minutes. Yeah. It was definitely an exciting thing to get. So there was so many moments about tonight that were exciting. Did you have a favorite moment of the night? Ooh. I mean, it's okay. There's, there's two. I mean, one obviously was that dive because I've never done that my entire life. I don't know what got into me there, but, um, the second one, I mean, there were just some epic points both ways. And like the other point, it was a big highlight was Craig. I can't remember the whole point. It's like, it's hard to remember pickleball points. There's so many of them, but Craig Ernie somehow. And then he stayed in Ernie position Mm -hmm. and he like, I actually slid over to take the ball and he just like ripped another one. And Treff got like four or five balls back. And I don't remember how the point even ended, but it was an absurd point. And I mean, Craig played, I mean, Michael, Treff, those guys were playing unreal in that point. And I remember like, it was a similar elevation of noise in the building after that point. Whichever team would have won it would have got the same reaction. And that was probably my two favorite moments. Definitely had the crowd jump in tonight. Yeah, they were all off their seats on that point. It was incredible. Did you have to, like, I did. Calm them down I was right on the edge there. We do have lights on the edge there just in case if somebody jumps up excited, yeah. takes a wrong step. I don't want them going down. So I had both sides right there in the aisle way covered on that. Perfect. I mean, that's yeah. high, it was high-level pickleball, and that's what mm-hmm. I know, like, talking to Patrick and Ashley and the whole team. Like, this league, I think it's cool to have a close match like that and I mean, the league's going to grow. We're going to improve a lot of things as it goes on. But like that was, there, there's probably one other match. I think I would say the the Pythons and the Scorchers had a really epic match as well yep. uh, in the early that in the season. Close. And actually, it was a really similar score. I think I think it 53, was 53-50. Yeah. Right. I remember. I was thinking about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting. I was sitting right over here. Um, I might have been actually commentating it. I think I was. And I remember thinking like that is so fun for us on the court, and it's so fun for the fans. And to be on the court in that moment and for the fans, like, everybody is leaving tonight being like, that was sick. And, like, those are more moments like that is what's going to make people come back. Um, and I'm just glad that, that we were able to have those moments and win the match. Yep, yeah. it will definitely stay with them. It will be like, oh, I remember that time. Right. I was right. at the Orchard at Jigsaw Health. And so my next question is, can you describe tonight in one word? Sick. 
Sick. sick. I love it. Epic, if I had a second epic. word. Unreal. I was a little nervous it's when hard. you said sick. I, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, clean yeah. it up. Clean yes. it up. All right. Well, we're going to now play a little fun game, and I'm going to call it Get to Know Your Teammates, or we can call it Name That Teammate. Okay. Okay. So name that teammate that always arrives first. Uh, Cimarron, usually. Uh, I know I know who's last. It's Craig. <laughs> <laughs> See, I started out with who arrives first because yeah. I wasn't going to call out, but <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> okay, next one. What teammate is most likely to throw their paddle? Ooh. Uh, I'd say Dana what? Let me go. Dana wouldn't. Craig <laughs> would almost. I think me and Cimarron are probably. Cimarron might take the cake, but I feel like her and I would actually do it. Craig probably wouldn't do it. He's got a kid here. He doesn't want to oh, set him right. up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next one. Teammate most likely to win a dink battle. Dana. Easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next one. On that throwing, I'm kind of go back to that. <laughs> Would that be like a helicopter type throw or are you oh. talking down, straight down? I mean, it depends on your, your environment. Like here, uh, at the end of the end of the mixed doubles, I missed a reset, just a routine reset. It was so frustrating. It was like missing a two-foot putt in golf. Mm-hmm. It was just like, why would you do that? And I did, I did almost turn and snap my paddle. I wasn't going to do it, but so it, it would be a downward motion just mm-hmm. for safety because there's kids here, but like, if I was in here by myself, like, it's going into the orchard wall. I'll pay for the, you know, the fix. Right. Okay. Taking out all the Thanks paddle. Thanks for asking. I was really hoping you would. That's what we do here. Teammate who's... M- who loves their backhand more than their forehand? Dana's the closest. Yeah, I don't think anyone really does, but Dana's got a pretty wicked two-hander. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Which teammate has been playing the longest? Cimarron. Cimarron? Yeah, through 2017. And which teammate is least likely to respond on a group text? I mean... It's gotta be Craig, yeah, probably. Sorry, Craig. I mean, he's probably the, he's but he's gonna, kids. but he's gonna respond. Like we all respond, but, right? But like Craig's probably gonna be the last one to respond. But he, but he also, kids. I mean, he's got, he's got, he like runs a whole business. I mean, he's got, right? Yeah, and I text him a hundred times a day, so he's like, <laughs> he sees my name pop up, and then he's like, well, I'll get to that later. He's like, I'll get to it. Yeah, he, he kind of does that thing on the iPhone that he like set, he like looks at it, and he's like, ooh, but then he puts it back on unread so he can see it later. I do you know that. that. Yeah. So you don't, you just don't forget about it. Right. Just read it, but you know where you're there. Hundred percent. Floating yeah. for sure. Okay, which teammate has the most swag? Craig. Craig. Yeah. Yeah, I I see that. I see that. Okay, this next one, you can be a part of this answer. Which teammate mostly Ernie's? Oh, it's me. (laughs) I was like, that's all you. I I think I I might Ernie... more i mean i'm trying to think of like i'm looking all because i've seen so much pro pickleball now i mean i gotta be in top 10 in all-time ernie attempts i'm not saying like all conversions but i definitely go for it a lot and Uh, i know you have a instagram that pickleball guy and you teach people how to do Ernie. i did Uh i did just make like a very in-depth it was really for my friends but because my friends i I played with my like 4-0 and i'd go out with them once a week and now they're kind of in my videos, and I, I try to teach stuff that would help them. And then I'll like, but I'm making a video for YouTube, and right. so I just made a really in-depth Ernie video um, that broke down exactly how I do it. And I just learned from watching mm-hmm. like Deckel Bar and other pros. I mean, Tyler Loon's really good at it. Um, right. Yeah. I think that's so creative that you're able to like take your pickleball journey and share it with everyone. Yeah, I'm having. I mean, it's it's now it's like a big part of my life. Um, it's my full-time thing is like playing and making content. So. Mm-hmm. 
I, I have a blast. And I mean, I've always done like a lot of videography and editing and storytelling stuff. But that's like what I've been most, in, what I've mostly enjoyed outside of sports. I played college basketball, and then I was done. And then I was just like, all right, let me learn videography. And then, and then I was like, oh, I'll do it with pickleball. And I was like, oh, I could actually make some money. Let me quit, let me quit my other job, uh, which was not an easy choice at all. I love that job. Right. And then yeah, so now I do it all the time. It's actually really helpful too because I spend more time typically thinking about the game than most because I'm I like for the Ernie, I had to sit down for like two hours over time and like what's the structure of the video like. When's the right reads? And then I go back and then I make the video for like 30 minutes. And then I go back and forth with my editor for like, you know, probably two hours of total time over time. And so I'm like in the mindset of pickleball so much yep. that just by the nature of, you know, what actually brings me income now, I like mm -hmm. have to do it. So it's, it's, uh, it's really like, it probably could be bad at some level. Like I never get away from the game, but right. at the same time, like I, I get to think about it a lot, which is really helpful. And you love it. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. I do a lot of video editing kind yeah. of stuff and I know how tedious that can be. Oh yeah. So I can imagine your life is just all pickleball. It's all pickleball. Doing all the editing. Well, after I, I've, I hired out editing in like the last six months, oh, my life's different. My, my life is so different now. Yeah, smart. So much better. <laughs> so much easier. This, this guy right here does all my head. There we go. Give that a couple dings. <laughs> Okay, next question. Teammate that takes the longest to leave? Probably me, even though I kind of want to leave. I'm like, like I'm going I'm to get out of here early. Like, I've said I didn't want to be MVP to the other, like, and I'm not, not that I would have been, but I'm like, I hope they don't give me MVP because, like, my friends are here and we got to go out. Mm -hmm. and, because if I know if I'm here, I'm going to talk a lot. But then I end up staying here and just talking anyway. And so I still leave like after the podcast is over. Right. And so I'm probably the answer to that. Yeah. So many people that want to talk to you. No, it's not. I talk to myself. I stand in the corner <laughs> and I reflect on everything that happened that night and uh, talk to Brady a lot. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. All right. Last one. Which teammate would make the best mascot? I mean, probably Cimarron because like, she's so energetic and oh, she yeah. would like get the crowd rolling. She'd dance. Mm -hmm. I mean, she gets us fired up. She's our captain. So definitely her. Fantastic. Well, are you going to celebrate tonight or I mean, I'm actually, I'm actually coming back here at 730. I'm going to drill. Um, oh. I'm doing something with the documentary crew at nine. So I'm going to come oh, here and wow. drill with, uh, with, with Nico from the, one of the other teams. And so we're going to do that for like 90 minutes. So I'm going to go home and uh, stretch. Yeah. I don't really celebrate. Smart. I just like, yeah. Rehab your body. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. go cold plunge tomorrow. Something like that. Ooh, fantastic. Yeah. Is that like recovery? Is that a big well, part of I mean, life? I'll give a shout out to this new company I just partnered with, Optimize. I like, go to this mm -hmm. place, Optimize in Tempe. Have you heard of this? Do you know Optimize? No, but oh, she was kind of telling me about it. Yeah. Do you, do you, you know Optimize? Yes. I've told you. Have you been there, though? We plunged today. You at Optimize? Not at Optimize. Oh, but wait, where did you go? Uh, Thomas, uh, reconnect to, oh, that's right. disconnect yeah. to reconnect. That's like a newer place, I need right? I to yeah. try this. Oh, it's unreal. Like four hours ago, I do it every, every, I do it probably three or four times a week. Um, but this place optimized has like compression boots and like sauna and cold plunge. And so my oh. friend Joe Prince really got me into cold plunging. And so like every Tuesday at like, I don't know, one or two, I go and get in 42 degree water, neck deep, sit there for two minutes, get in the hot tub for five, get back in for one, do a couple pushups. And then I come here refreshed. It's the only way I can earn any. Yeah. So shout oh, it's the only way you can earn any. Yeah. Well, I need to get on. I've always done cryotherapy. I've been afraid of the cold because yeah. it's like a wet kind of I thing. just, I don't, but I mean. get in the hot tub. So it's kind of. Cryo's probably good. I've uh -huh. done it multiple times. I probably haven't done it enough. I mean, when I get out of a cold plunge neck deep for over two two minutes minimum, I'm like a different man. A cryo, I go in there and I'm like, okay. All right. Well, I got to get on. Yeah. We saw that different man. Yeah. yeah. We, we saw, saw it. We I saw mean, it. Shout out to cold, cold plunging. Plunge. <laughs> cold plunging. Cold plunging. Cold plunging. Yes, for sure. All right. Well, you guys don't play, off, play again until playoffs. Yeah. So how are y'all going to prepare for that? I mean, I play pickleball 
I think we all do every mm. single day. Yeah, I play twice a day usually. So how am I prepare? I mean, I'm gonna keep living my life the same way I'm living. I it. heard you have a pickleball court in your backyard. True or false? I, uh, I do. I'm really. I have a really big backyard. I was really lucky. It worked out. Um, so I do. I, I'm pretty lucky. Yeah, all, all the all my Michael comes over. And Craig, all these guys come over all the time. So. Yeah, like tonight, you guys all knew each other, knew all your place. Oh, yeah. What was that like? Uh, it's yeah, it's fun. I mean, like Michael and I have played tournaments. Craig mm -hmm. and I have played tournaments. Um, I've never played tournament. I played against Ryan in tournaments. I mean, there's like it's a small community. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's actually like obviously a big growing community, but it's also a really tight knit community. So, you play pickleball long enough, which I've been playing, I don't know, maybe a year and a half, maybe almost two years. I have to go back and look, but. You play long enough, you see everybody at tournaments. It's all you play against the same people. It's even at the pro level, the highest level. Like the same players play each other. Um, you see each other at tournaments, and so it's uh, it's fun. Yeah, this is like you, they kind of know what you're gonna do. I'm like, I know what. Like Michael's got like the biggest serve in pickleball. I've, I've not seen many serves bigger than Michael. So I, yes. So I mean, I knew we had to handle the serve well. Um, so just those type of things. Yeah. Well, it was. It's such an exciting night. Congratulations yeah. on being yes, MVP, Thank you. on a big win, being on Undefeated. And have a great night. And we are so excited to see you when you're back here. Was she anything else you'd like to? Yes. Um, pickleballers, I was thinking today I put together a little security kind of safety pack that you should probably have in your bag for every time you go out to their practice or play in tournaments. And I am going to add Band-Aids to this after seeing tonight's diving attempts. But I want you to make sure you have some sunscreen in there, at least FP, or SPF 50 plus. And again, you know what the 50 stands for. you got to reapply every 50 minutes. Eyewear. Let's get some eyewear on there, maybe some goggles. When you do those, make sure they're 7 millimeters thick so the ball can't crack. A nice sun hat. SPF preferably, water, and again, water with electrolytes in it, and what other better electrolyte than the blue raspberry pickleball cocktail? Cherry lip balm. Not any other cherry, because it has vitamin C, A, and K. A pocket knife. You never know. Some wristbands. But my number one safety tip is when you're choosing to body bag somebody, try to shy away from the face. Because that's not nice. Until the next episode. Good night.